Well, as this weather event unfolds, Tim Bailey is where you're expecting to be, right in the thick of things. Tim? Hey, good night, mate. Well done, Tim Bailey, a survivor tonight. All right, all right. Welcome back to another week of Off the Back Fence Sports Podcast. Last episode for the year, we've decided to pull pull it up for the year. Um, also, thank you to the resident weatherman, Cooper Johns, down in Melbourne in the monsoon today. Was it today? Yeah, it wasn't a monsoon. It was just fucking a thunderstorm. So, Melbourne was basically Queensland in February for the last two days. You mean like, Queensland right fucking now? It hasn't stopped no, raining. No, it was like hot, like hot all day and then you have a thunderstorm. Mm, I'm still like waiting for so that. Coming. I was loving it today. I was mm. loving it. Back in, back in the heat. <laughs> Apart from yesterday working in a working glass factory, which is fucking hot next to a furnace <laughs> in longer longs. Oh, fuck. And I'm not like I'm not wearing comfy longer longs. I'm wearing $10 Kmart Cheetos. Specials. Uh, I've got in the last year I've put on about close to 15 kilos but not looking fat somehow. It's all muscle. Oh, that's what I'm starting to gather now because I've been – let's be honest. Last – yeah, I've last three weeks. I've been smashing the gym. I've been cardioing, running, saunas. I can't get down below ninety kilos now. <laughs> I've uh, had to upgrade my whole wardrobe in pants and um, <laughs> pants and shorts for summer because uh, everything was thirty two. Now I can't even get a thirty two up over my arm ass. It must be nice thirty over my ass. Not like me. I've tried on numerous pairs of pants in the last couple of weeks saying that I'm a 32 and they're too fucking tight, which is quite concerning. Yeah, I'm a 32. Yeah, I know. Oh, I'm, I'm 32. Cool. but I'm not looking forward to like wedding shopping. I'm really not looking forward to going, yeah, I'm a 30 because you go up a size and suit. I'm like, yeah, mate, I'm a 34. If I'm a 36, I don't think. <laughs> I'm going to be getting on some like, let's say steroids to sell shred some weight. Hey, some HGH. Nah, a bit of Clem. Just give me something to strip it. Some of those cyclists use. <laughs> oh, oh, fuck. Uh, right, yeah. So, uh, as I mentioned, last episode of the year, quite the year. Uh, it's been long um, with a few personal changes both ends. Plus, we need a bit of a breather heading into Christmas. Pull the pin now. Um, yeah, pull the pin now. You start, hopefully start a new job in a couple of weeks. We're only hoping so, but... Yeah, I, I, today has been quite infuriating on that front. I don't really want to get into it, but yeah. either way, does not matter. We're here to talk. We're here to talk a little bit of sport. Maybe talk about how the how the show might be next year. We don't know when we're going to come back as of yet because we've definitely got to see how the next month or two pan out. Yeah. But the highs and lows for the year. We we'll do that. But I think we should start off with obviously the biggest rugby league story of the week and that's uh rugby league players killing modern journalism yeah like well done brandon smith and you know the rule boys taking the power away from kenty and hooper and hey you really think hooper and kenty are going to get anything after how they've absolutely bashed the melbourne store from pillar to post for the last three years I just don't think any any traditional journalist is going to have the access more like a raw podcast going but forward. Who, 
who are friends with the players. Well, that's the thing. He's a he was the They're first first medium. Well, and he's also the first uh, YKTR sponsored athlete too, so yeah. it make, makes it a fairly. Um, I was getting nervous when he was popping up on the um, Hollow Sports podcast boys page oh. about Brandon Smith going to the Seagulls. That was giving me nightmares. But in saying that, um, besides all that hoopla, I, I've given up on all the outrage and reading all the stupid fucking reports from da- News Corp and Daily Telegraph yeah. and all that nonsense. It's just, it's unwarranted. You, it's a medium. Say that again. They did. Brandon Smith and those boys did their job and they just pissed off. Mm. They didn't get to sensationalize it. Oh, definitely. But. At the end of the day, like that, that's the media at the minute. Like yeah. they're they're going through that where they'd rather just work off speculation and gossip rather than actual facts of actually speaking to a player. Whereas a player, like I haven't listened to the interview, but from what I've heard from other podcasts and reading a few articles, quite open, quite candid. Like the whole courting process for him, obviously, is a hot commodity going into twenty twenty three, and a lot of the outrage, obviously, is. The current the storm, system. Storm should fit. I think the storm, if anyone, should be outraged as them. I can go either way. I think like the the reports coming out that the board was pissed off and they wanted to cut him for twenty twenty two was a bit outlandish because I can guarantee you Bellamy would have said to him, "What the fuck are you talking about? We need him for next year." I would year. have seen Bellamy just um basically gone the old um well fuck you. You can go place Q cup. Look, which wouldn't be the worst thing in the world because Sunshine Coast Falcons, I'm here for it. So, and don't... plus, and it's basically like, hey, the Roost, and we're not going to release you to the Roosters early because that's doing them a favor. Yeah. Oh, exactly. They need a hooker. So, giving it to them early is the mm. Smith's biggest punishment, to be honest, will be probably preseason when he gets back to Melbourne and actually has to train. Has Bellamy to will front, front the boys. Yeah. Flo- he'll get flogged pillar to post on that front. But. Anyway, besides the point of all the hoopla, the outrage, all the the pearl clutching from apparent mothers and children's about the swearing, uh, he has signed. It looks like he is going to the Chooks in 2023. Congratulations, Luke and Kieran, all those fucking Bondo wankers. Um, a great get. Like he he is one of those players that th- will be quite good for them. Uh, he fits the mold. He spoke quite candidly about how he got a very this good vibe. And that was that's one thing you can't can give him. He's obviously taken less than less money than he wanted because he wanted rings. Mm, exactly right, and I think it comes down to will you earn your money playing the game, or will you be remembered for legacy where it comes back. And like if he goes back, he goes to the Roosters, and obviously Melbourne and the Roosters, maybe South are probably the three top run clubs in the comp currently with like oh, culture right. so and to the foot of the mountains. Nah, we're not talking about them. Um, <laughs> but I think it's a good get for them. A um, bit unfortunate for Sam Verrills, who had been obviously going quite well in that role for hooking. Um, there is talk of him potentially going to Parramatta uh, if Reed Marnie – well, Reed Marnie is on the way to the Bulldogs, so it makes well, no difference. I'm still dumb. The Bulldogs have fucked up the cat. I don't know how they've done it, to be honest. I like they're Basically, they've gone back in time again to the Desi time. Let's throw money at people. And just hope. Hope, like you can, you can't hope. Ten new names are going to gel. I definitely think that will improve next year. I think the signings I of Burton's huge. Ownership. 
No, they're definitely not a premiership force. They're definitely going to push for the top of the bottom eight. If they yeah. make the eight, I think that's a massive achievement because of all the like the firepower they've got. Mm. But yeah, it's um, it's good. Also for the Roosters, I should add Joey Manu's resigned until the end of twenty twenty four. Teddy's hair apparent. I don't know how that's going to work because I know Tedesco is going to last a lot longer than Manu. Yeah, I don't know how that's going to work with Sawali, but that's the one I said. Yeah, you did mention that the other day. It's like where where does Sawali fit into all of this? Like he may have to bide his time on the wing, which I don't know if he wants to do, but he may yeah. do. He's a young kid. He's what only eighteen. So, um, other things that we should probably point in is obviously with Smith signing with the Chooks is like where, where to now with the Dolphins? I'm a big fan of the Felicity Kafusi signing. So you are, yeah, and I don't think it is big money. I don't think so either. The problem with this is I feel like they were trying to court a lot of big names such as Smith. I think Reed Marnie was a part of that. There's a few others that are coming into free agency coming into 2023. Yeah. Everybody's falling on their face. That must be the first name. Yeah, and I wouldn't call Felice Kafusi a marquee signing per se. He'll be on his back end. Yeah, exactly right. He's on the downswing of his career. Like, he's achieved a fair bit, and that might be on the coattails of obviously the big three in Melbourne and being a part of that great culture down Bloody there. But he brings a culture. Yeah, and that might be a starting point because with the with the Dolphins, I was about to say the Redcliffe Dolphins, but the Dolphins, I like a lot of their squad is going to be made up of reserve graders and Q Cup players kicking things off. I think they're a good team. I think Redcliffe have got a solid Q Queensland Cup team, definitely. I and think they'll get a lot of bargain buyers. Mm. Oh, I think so too. De- like, like Wayne the- Bennett's not going to do. Let's say this: Wayne Bennett's not going to do what the Titans have done. No, it's taken twenty fourteen years to sort out a salary cap. Yeah, I think he's not doing the roster management. He he's just going to be there purely as a man manager yeah. when the squad comes together. But he's like- going to have a say of who, what what characters Brick come to be the first lineup. Mm, exactly, but. Very interesting. Yeah. Very interesting going forward. I think at the moment, Dolphins have been very. I wouldn't say green on certain things, but I think Ben Hunt might be at seven. Ben Hunt to the seven of the Dolphins. No, <laughs> he's got one year left, hasn't he? I don't know. I haven't checked. Maybe one or two years. It could. But yeah. Um. Like realistically. A lot. I think the Dolphins are in a better situation than the Titans were mm. because they, we hadn't seen a new team come into a salary cap until the Storm did. Yeah. But back then the cap was a bit, let's say, flexible. Yeah. Now it's like this. We've seen how long it taken the, the Titans through much. This yeah. This comes back to the whole of the Swali thing I said to you in the text. The NRL needs to look at how you break the salary cap down. You have a marquee salary cap player that falls out of it. No, it doesn't include third parties. He falls out. Yeah. But then you can't be throwing money, a million dollars a year, at, let's say Ash Taylor as a, with a handful of games. Yeah. There has to be a breakdown of age. So you're not but you're burdening these young men with massive money. Yeah, exactly. The added pressure is this is it's what's happened to Milford, it's happened to Ash Taylor definitely. He's gone from a million dollars a year down to a training trial with the Warriors. Like that's yeah. that that's just ridiculous. Like there should be a bracket. Say you're eighteen to twenty one, that's your cap earning. Yeah. Until you I, 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 I honestly guys. yeah, I just 
don't know. Like I, under, I understand the concept. I just do not know how that works because it won't work. Like a entry level rookie contract. Mm. Yeah, I just I think how it's all set up with the rugby league players association and managers and everything. They like they're not going to change anything. Way too much money now. Oh, definitely. It's it's going to be always in the it's going to be in the system until the players get a more a high percentage of game earnings. That's the only thing that's going to yeah. change. So I can't see anything changing with this November first cap. Like it's always a shit show because it's all built on speculation and gossiping. It's a lot different mm. to say NBA, NFL, free agency, um, the trade deadlines. Everyone knows where they're going. Yeah, exactly right. Like, and we know that we know that conversations happen in the dark. Yeah, but yeah, it's just it's just how it's handled in it. Like the media in Australia for sport is just so fucking different. Mm. It's just built on bullshit. But anyway. Uh, other than that, football-wise, not too much else. Broncos training the house down. Um, good to see. Did I send? Did I send you that photo of Corey Oates signing a, a kid's head? No. Okay, I'll send you that later on. But it's fucking hilarious. It made me laugh the other night. The good times are back. Oatesy looks a little bit thinner too, so he may be reverting back to a bit more pace next year. Oh, first so, try, first try. But yeah, Adam Reynolds kicked the corner. Oh, it would be good. Uh, yeah, from all reports from uh, from other sources, Ryan James, the fittest in the club, which is good to see with the veteran. Adam Reynolds is like he came early, came to training early, came three weeks early. Yeah, that's that's just setting the bar quite high. It's quite good. Yeah, I think we'll leave it there for footy anyway. Not too much else big. There's other signings that have gone overseas, but who cares? They're not in the yeah. frame anymore. We're still a couple of months away from even getting excited about rugby league. Yeah. Well, oh, actually, last bit of news. The um, Indigenous versus Maori All-Star game is at Combank in Sydney, so they get a, they get a big game pre-season, which is good. Um, apparently, that Bank West or Combank or whatever they're called now in Western Sydney is quite the venue, so might have to make a trip down there eventually. What, for the sandpit? No, no, no. It's That's not a sandpit. It Quite looks a, like a sandpit after a rain. Uh, it doesn't would, hold up well. That, that one game. That one week. <laughs> I would rather, I'd rather go see the Chooks in your home ground. Yeah, the FSS, FSS, whatever it is called. I don't know. Um, FSS. Yes. Uh, whenever that finishes up. But there was also talk of the New South Wales government also building another boutique small stadium in, out near Leichhardt and Concord or some of those areas. I don't know the yeah. area. that I don't, I don't know. It just makes no sense to me. Anyway, uh, now before we started recording, you had a few things you wanted to talk about. Now, do you want to talk about how Liverpool's going? Oh, let's just talk about Liverpool. Put him 10 goals away over the last week. Um Put another four away. First goals conceded in a while. Just mainly we're back. We fucking basically gave gave Everton a good Roger in this morning. Um, big Verge scoring against um, Southampton last week. Verge getting revenge on Jordan Pickford by absolutely dismantling that bitch of a team. <laughs> and um, Manchester United just imploding. Yeah, no more, no more old old guns. Yeah, Ellie's gone. Um, Oh, they've brought in this like Rennie Regnac or something. Yeah, who's the old former coach for RB Leipzig. Oh, Leipzig, yeah. Director at Dynamo Moscow. Oh, there you go. So that's a good hiring. Um, yeah, at the moment, it's been strange because Tottenham's game against Burnley got postponed, so I haven't been keeping up other than that. Sean Dice also walking out there in a T-shirt and a blizzard. He's an absolute maniac. Yeah. Um, 
But I think the big, biggest news at the moment, there's three teams contending for the title at this stage of the season. Um, what, Chelsea, Man City and Liverpool? Che- Chelsea, yeah, fuck. Chelsea haven't had a real <laughs> test yet. They've had two tests. You're very confident at this stage of the day. We've got a, we've got a lot of injuries that we're still winning. Yeah, that, yeah, that happened <laughs> when you... <laughs> <laughs> and I, we have a very, very good back four. Yeah, that's very true. We've yeah. got, also got the greatest goal difference of tweet. Um, oh, yeah. You do. Just, You're going to bring it just, up. But, yeah, yeah Tot- Tottenham is still Tottenham at the moment. Like, we got beaten by, I don't know who, at the European Conference the other week. We well, at least you're above Man U. <sighs> oh, that's a positive. Yeah, Liverpool's uh, goal difference is 31 right now. Fuck me. It's fucking good going, isn't it? Yeah, and then like the top three are Chelsea at twenty seven and one, Man Man U twenty one, and then Liverpool thirty one, and then everyone after that's West Ham's at four eight plus eight. Jesus, is West Ham still in the top five? Yeah, top four, top four, and then Arsenal at top five with a minus two. Jeez, and they started off the year really bad. Yeah. Anyway, um, other soccer news. Uh, Messi won his seventh uh, Ballon d'Or. Um, did you think Lewandowski deserved it? I think he did, especially like, um, yeah, I honestly thought he did deserve it, to be honest. I, I, I've always believed that the Ballon d'Or is quite... A popularity contest. It is. Like, it, like right before Messi and Ronaldo started winning all of them for the last, what, 15-odd <laughs> years. Midfielders. Yeah. It was like Kaka. Yeah, oh. Kaka. Um, I put us on the spot here. I can't even think of any other Ballon d'Or. Ronaldinho won one. Rivaldo won one. Um, it was like Fabio Cannavaro, I think, won one. Yeah. Oh, I don't I don't want to say Perlo because I don't think he did. I think maybe it. Either way, it just yeah, it, it's it's so shit because obviously they didn't do it last year due to the pandemic, but that's when Lewandowski did absolute fucking mental numbers mm-hmm. as a striker for in Germany. He's he doing what he should have won it last year, definitely. But Luka uh, Modric's the only one who's broken it up since two thousand and eight. When did he win it? Two thousand eighteen, after on the back of the World Cup. So from two thousand seven was Kaká, Cannavaro, Ronaldinho. Andre Shushenko, Pavel oh. Medved, M- Ronaldo, Michael Owen, Luis Figo, Rivaldo, Zinedine, Zinedine, Zidane, is Ronaldo, Ma- Matthias Summer, George White, yeah. Is, I was going to say, Michael Owen, the only English winner. Yeah. Must be. Michael Owen, what year, wait, what year was that? 2001. When Liverpool won the treble. When Liverpool won the, won the tr- cup. We won the league, league cup. And we won the FA Cup. Oh, right. Okay. There you go. I didn't know that. Um, but, yeah, apparently in good news, there was a, uh, I think, a, a very a previous uh, Ballon d'Or winner. Must be either Polish or German. He's giving up his Ballon d'Or for him as like a, a gesture. as like, yeah, you should have won it. Yeah. But either way, yeah, it's a popularity vote. Like, I think the closest, like, outside, like, over goalkeeper was Don Rama. I think he had 36 votes. That was the leading goalkeeper. Yeah. Like, that's over Allison of all fucking people. Yeah, and, like, you have, like, Salah playing, like, carried a whole team. Salah mm. and Lewandowski carried teams. <clears throat> Ronaldo, like, oh, so if anyone had a chance to watch the Champions League, like, 
Jamie Carragher is brilliant. His um, punditry role. Mm. He goes, he explained it. He goes, these teams will not win the Champions League. PSG. Yep. Um, and Manu. Why? Because they don't play 11 man. No. PSG will play three men who don't defend. Yeah, they're all fu- they're all bloody attacking with Neymar, yeah. um, Mbappe, and um, Messi. No. Yeah, but and then you have um, Manu who just don't defend because it was Ronaldo from the front, but they mm-hmm. get saved because Ronaldo saves them in goals. Yeah, exactly. Because then got you them- look at the three top teams in the world right now: uh, Liverpool, Chelsea, Manu, Man City. No, oh, Man City, and yeah, they just- they played eleven. They played an eleven on eleven game. Yeah, I did see an interview recently where Klopp said he he said the best manager in the in the game is Pep. So, like, I think that's very, I think that's very humbling considering what how he's taken Liverpool from where they were to like top of the world. To be honest, yeah, pretty much. But yeah, um, other sport that's happening at the minute: NFL. Uh, the Hard fucking to pick. the fuck. No, uh, speak for yourself. Thank you very fucking much. Hard to gamble on. Yeah, that's that's better. Um, it is a fucking nightmare. It is. It's it's chaos. I love it. I genuinely love it. Not only in NFL but in college football too. But we'll get to that. Um, the Patriots are good again. I don't. I, I I can't. I can't do it anymore. Like they've just they've won six on the trot. Mac Jones has found his rhythm. Like he's throwing deep balls. It's. They're not the number one seed, but they could be very much very close to getting I think it. They're probably the best team in the AFC right now. Uh, I don't know. I still think they beat the Chiefs. I think the Chiefs will smoke them now. I think their defense has picked up a nah, lot. I still think the Chiefs' O-line's the weak thing. Chiefs' and that's line what... Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. I, I de- I like, I, yeah, I, you can I, have this O-line, but... The- I'm the very Patriots have built that team game playing back on the early 2000s of defense. Very true, and, and like, that's given Mac Jones the ability to go out. I'm very, I've been very impressed with him. To be honest, he's been easily the best um, rookie quarterback of the year. Like, like considering he got drafted 16th, and you what you had Trevor Lawrence, who's um, leading a two and nine Jaguars team where Urban Meyer doesn't give a literal fuck. Yeah. Um, Trey Lance with the 49ers has been put in in Wildcat in certain situations. Uh, Zach Wilson, Mr. INT. He hasn't thrown an INT in a couple of weeks. Well, only one in like the last seven games, which is something. But other – yeah, I don't think there's been any other like rookie quarterback that's done really, really well. You'd be happy to know that they're not paying the – they're not playing the Chiefs in the regular season, so they'll probably play them in the um, – in the playoff sometime. Uh, but, yeah, the Pats Bucks are good. Grand out a win. They just got to do what they can to get through to the postseason. Vita Vay is a fucking maniac. Yeah. See, um, did you see that? Yeah. I think the Cowboys are broken. Yeah, the Cowboys are done in my opinion. I think they're just falling off a cliff now. Yeah. Um, the Rams are definitely broken. They can't beat a good team, yeah. I like they they thought that with Matt Stafford in the in the under center now things were going to change but the problem was with Goff they played a lot of play action they went away with it and McVay as smart as he is hasn't been very good this year very overrated in a sense my boys are fucking rolling 
they got rid of fucking Von Miller and they're fucking winning. They're going pretty well. Like they're actually holding their own in the AFC West against the Chiefs and the Chargers. Where the Chargers, Chargers in the same sort of boat. Like they started like a house on fire, but they've definitely fallen off. Yeah, Um, I just I think it's a it's a three horse race with the AFC right now until the horses of AFC East. Yeah, you got the Bills and the Pats. Pats. Then and then the, I think the top four is Bengals. Yeah. Um, Pats, Bills, Chiefs. You're forgetting the you're forgetting the number one seed in the AFC. The Ravens, but sooner or later, it's you can't do what they've been doing. Well, they're the same as they're Liverpool. Very fraudulent number one. Uh in saying that, they've had a lot of injuries and they've still found a way to win, similar to what Liverpool's been doing, mate. Let's not try to just gloss over this. <laughs> I, I, uh, Let's not throw I, in Liverpool no, and just no. throw willy-nilly. <laughs> no, I... You can't throw Liverpool in willy-nilly. With I, don't, I don't agree. I don't agree with the Bengals at the moment. Like, they've, they've been... Like, they very pit much peaked. They yeah. went, they fell off a bit and they've been good. Like, they beat a fucking Big Ben fucking Steelers last week very convincingly is because Big Ben is fucking slow moves like a Panzer tank and is just fucking always injured or has COVID either or Bills are the same like the Bill they'll have the a ego gr- boosting game for the Cowboys tomorrow night yeah against the Saints I don't know. I think it definitely feels like it's going to be an NFC year to win because the NFC is so stacked. Like the Cards are nine and two; they're leading at the minute. You got the Packers that are nine and uh, yeah, nine and three. They haven't had their buy yet. The Rams started off hot; they're gone. Cowboys are still in it. Even the football team is in the fucking seventh seat at the moment. Like they they can grind out a win. They had a good win against mm-hmm. Seattle. Like, I just, I just don't know. It's, it's, this, it's, it's absolute chaos. The seventeen game season is going to kill some teams. It, it will. It like it'll get to the 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 skinny end of it going into playoffs, and the playoff picture will be so convoluted and so murky going into those last games because it will come down to tiebreakers. It really will. There'll be t- there'll be teams that'll be sitting on eight and nine, and in the chance for a wild card spot because yeah. because of it. Next uh, Monday's games are pretty good. Like I'm not Monday coming the following where you got Packers Bears. Oh, that's always great. That's gonna be great. Uh, Bills Bucks. Bills Bucks will be really really fun. Potential Super Bowl preview. Potentially, definitely. I like. I appreciate. Like, oh yeah. So the NFC. So yeah, the Bucks are always there. But yeah, I don't know. It's 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 chaos. Speaking of chaos, college football. Holy oh, boy! This is your here. Holy fuck! I'm ready. I'm ready for championship week. Uh, top four at the minute, obviously, Georgia, number one, they're undefeated. Two is Michigan after their massive win over Ohio State on Sunday. That was – I watched the last two quarters of that and Ann Arbor was fucking rocking. Afterwards, storm the field, singing Mr. Brightside. It's so good. Three is Cincinnati. No. No, Alabama. Sorry, Alabama's gone to three. They had a they had a tough four overtime win against Auburn, which I think is bullshit. I reckon they should have dropped down to four at least. Uh, Cincinnati is four. four. Uh, five's Oklahoma State. They had a good win at Bedlam over Oklahoma Sooners, and six is Notre Dame. Notre Dame. Notre Dame. Uh, the independent that doesn't have a championship, but. 
championship week is going to really, really muck, muck things up, especially if some of the big seeds lose. Yeah. You got the SEC championship, which is Georgia versus Alabama. If Bama beats Georgia, that makes uh, Georgia undefeated. That could throw the top four into disarray. I don't think so because Georgia's been so dominant this year. You've got Cincinnati playing the uh, A. No. Is it ACC? No. Whatever it is. Independent, they're, I think you can No, nah, they're not the independent. I'll, I'll find it out anyway. This is like. Oh, goddamn phone. This is great radio. Come on. But yeah, so it's like this week's pretty much. All right, I'm, ba- I'm back. Sorry. I'm hoping fucking... Michigan go all the way. Well, yeah, oh, sorry. The, the AAC, sorry. So Houston versus Cincinnati. So Houston's rolling at the minute. They're the 21th team in the country. So if Cincinnati loses that, they're definitely out of the top four because of not being in a Power 5 conference. Uh, you've got the A double uh, the ACC championship with Pittsburgh and Wake. That's not going to affect anything. But then, yeah, Oklahoma State versus Baylor in the Big Twelve. So if Oklahoma State wins and results go their way, they could sneak into the top four. Um, Pac twelve won't affect it anyway. Yeah, and then the Big Ten championship. You've got Michigan versus Iowa. Michigan should beat Iowa. But that's the thing. If Iowa wins, that throws the top four out. So yeah. absolute chaos. The committee will lose their fucking minds if all the big teams lose over the weekend. It makes it really, really interesting. I think the only guarantee you can get out of that is if Cincinnati does lose, they're gone because it'll either it'll prop up Oklahoma State or Notre Dame. Um, yeah. Notre, Notre Dame, sorry, is um, an independent. He's not in a conference like we're discussing off mic. And they could be the ones that benefit the most because – if results go their way, they could sneak into the top four. Mm. I, lo- I love it. I just love it. Come Sunday morning, I'm going to have this on my TV, just flicking in between games. Well, cashy Saturday, Sunday morning, so I'll be back. I won't be doing that. Um, I'm <coughs> looking forward to um, basically just good sports starting to pick up. NBA starts gaining momentum after Christmas. Uh, it's nearly it's nearly the most wonderful time of the year. Next Wednesday. Ashes, baby. Oh, cricket. Oh, let's start with this. <laughs> we so where can we start? All right. start? Well, top of the Fuck you, Perth. You're about to lose the fifth test. You're going to give me a chance to go to the Ashes. That's what, the in, what, what in Hobart? No, 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 no. It'll be in Melbourne. Day-night test. <laughs> Not from the reports I've read anyway. But and, why, um, why would you play it in Hobart? Oh, uh, Because there's people <laughs> down there that like, apparently in like cricket. Summer in 10 degrees. <laughs> play it under the G at Lions. I'm, five, I'm 800 metres from the gate. I'll be taken off numerous days for work. <laughs> um, right, I think we should also start. So obviously the whole – I think we spoke about it in the last episode before we had a bit of a break. But, yeah, Tim Payne. Tim Payne. Uh, yeah, sexing scandal. He um, relinquished the Australian captaincy a couple of days later. Took he took some time away from the game, um, obviously, to look after a few things, which is fine. Uh, confirmed today, Alex Carey will be the new gloveman for the Australian cricket team in the Tests arena. Uh, he'll be debutant 463rd, I read. Um, not a bad spot. I think the biggest thing is he needs to take catches. He needs to be good with behind the stumps. Runs as a bonus for a keeper in Test cricket, I feel. Uh, I, I don't know if that's the same how you fee- see that. Obviously, Gilchrist was the exception I, I to that. I think glove work is probably the most thing because you can save more runs 
being a better keeper than like the keeper. Bat- Gilchrist was an anomaly, but he was also statistically at sometimes a very bad goal um, keeper. Yeah, exactly right. They sort of went for more firepower in that generation. But um, Carey's like good keeper. Josh Inglis, I think his run of form hurt him because he didn't get to play any games. He was over and the t- say that he had form going into going to the T Twenty World Cup, but lack of games is the problem. Yeah, um, I, I'm behind Warney in saying that Jai Richardson is probably ahead of Mitchell Stark. Yep, I agree with that. Um, also, I, Warney needs to shut his mouth because he's starting to become like Ian Chapel. Yeah, I, I, I definitely agree one, with that. And the other one who needs to be quiet is Candace Warner. <laughs> she needs to learn. Her husband is half the reason why we're in this mess at the moment. Very true. Um, Steve, Steve Smith, yes, he was captain at the time, and yes, he did wrong. But, but Dave Warner, because of his ego, was the one who went, here's the sandpaper, shine this ball, fuck this ball up. Mm. It was all because he let Quinton Cock get in his head about saying things about his wife. Yeah, very true. Um, speaking of captaincy, obviously Payne relinquishing the captaincy. Uh, it put forward Pat Cummins, who was vice captain, into the captaincy. I think it's a good choice. First, uh, first fast bowling captain since the fifties. Uh, Steve Smith's back into the vice captaincy, which I I like because it's not all the time that Pat Cummins will have mm. to be very tactical. Whereas Steve Smith has that experience. And I, I'm happy to. I'm I'm well past all that bullshit that happened. He did his time. He came back better. Yeah. I don't give a shit. I honestly don't. It may have been on his. It may have been on his watch, and he may not have known or whatever. Whatever happened, but his time is done. He's he's the vice captain again. I like it. Uh, I think it's a good reward for Pat Cummins too. Funny quote from Punner last week. I think it was on the front bar on Channel 7. Um, he said if Glenn McGrath was the captain, he'd bowl 45 overs of fucking innings. God, I laughed, <laughs> which would be pretty yeah. funny. I think Cummings has said it's going to be a collective collective captaincy. It's not going to be just one man out and out. No, I and I, and I agree fully with that because there's got to be some collaboration. You can't have it on one bloke half the time. Yeah. You, need, you need input from everyone. That's Yeah. So no, it's good. Like I think the biggest issue for us next week will be the weather. First test of the Gabba, yeah. it has been raining nonstop here on the Sunshine Coast for close to two weeks now. Today was probably the only driest day uh, that we've had in a long, long time. I got out and mowed the lawn. It was like a fucking jungle. The wheelie bin's full. Um, yeah, so I'm, I'm looking at the. I'm really. I'm going to be honest. Not looking forward to my um, summer break at the moment. No, I'm coming it's, up there and it's pissing down rain. I'm going to be filthy. Yeah, the La Nina I is spent really. Last Christmas, in do the same thing. Yeah, that, I think that's the only issue we can face with that. But yeah, summer cricket's down the line. Obviously, full days leading into Big Bash. That's coming up very soon. Um, it's good that we're finishing up because we don't talk about Big Bash enough because you don't like it. Yeah, that's that's bad. that's totally fine. Yeah, um, I think A League's back. A League's awful. It's an awful product. Yeah, my case. Yeah, I think. Well, the it also premium. shows what problem with the country being Daniel Surridge, who's played high-level football. Um, they even expected him to back it up and play games for Perth after a four-hour flight. No, play after a four-hour flight. And he, mm. they arrive a day before the game. Mm. That doesn't seem ideal. Nah. Like, 
yeah, it's like okay, he played, but they were arriving like a day, a, a night and day before a game. Yeah, I think that's that doesn't seem optimal for a team that's traveling halfway yeah. across the world, across essentially. The world, the country, yeah. Well, I oh, suppose they're coming. World, actually, I, su- I suppose they are coming from a separate country now with the. De- uh, People's Democratic Republic of Western Australia with McGowan as the dear leader. Um, Yeah, I haven't really paid much to um, A-League. I know it's on Channel 10. Is it more on Paramount Plus? I don't have it. Oh, 10. I have Paramount Plus if you need that subscription. (laughs) (laughs) No, I I think I'll hold off on that subscription. I'm just getting. I'm working my way through Netflix binge at the minute. Good Um, show on... um, Netflix at the moment, Coleman and Black and White. Yeah, you've told me. I do need to look at that. I might download That's the... That's brilliant. I might download and, the app so I can download the episodes to watch. Yeah. And then um, should we move into our highs and lows for the year? Yeah, I was just looking at the time. Like, we, There's not much other sport we can talk about. MLB's in lockout, so that's going to be interesting. Yeah. It only happened today, so much, there's not Leafs much information. Buzzing. Leafs are buzzing. Kings bits... A, a Kings player bit some guy. Who knows? Yeah. Um, yeah, highs and lows of twenty twenty one. A bit happened. Uh, it's uh, the last. I'll have to say the last two years has just been something out of this fucking world with what's been happening in like the actual world. Um, this year, uh, we did briefly touch on this before we started recording. I just don't know. Like, I, I think. think my, yeah, go I on. Could probably rack my high off. Um, it obviously be getting engaged, but I don't know. I was going to say, if you didn't leave me, I know she hasn't listened to an episode since episode one, but now she decides to finally listen in. Um, I don't want to be caught she's, out. She's outside the room right now. He's like, yes, he's talking about me. I'm going to listen to this uh, one. Um, it's been a real shitty year for sport to be, be a um, Broncos fan, Liverpool fan. It's been actually quite a big year of heartbreak for me. Oh, so yeah. I think I've learned this probably my highs I've learned that finals football is not always guaranteed. No. It really isn't. Like we we were blessed for such a long time. Mm. But I think Adam Reynolds signings are high. Yeah, that that's one of my highs. I think oh, I'll get into it in a minute, but yeah, that's definitely one of my highs. And then one of my lows is losing that Gabba test at the start of the year. <laughs> Thank you for reminding me that there was an episode January 20th, sunburnt and sad. Fuck, my legs and, took and, weeks and, to recover. And kicking myself about the joke I had with one of the boys at work saying, oh, fuck, India are paying $34 to win it. Should put a cheeky 20 on it. <laughs> and not putting money on it at that point. Yeah, but that would have been unpatriotic anyway, so you've, you've yeah, done yourself have. a good service. Um, yeah, I'll... I'll Highs for me definitely with personally with the teams. So Broncos definitely the high. I, there was improvement this year. Um, we went on a bit of a run at the end of the year, which was really good to see. Like it's it's clear that our biggest priority going forward is making sure Payne Haas is happy. Um, but yeah, the signing signings of Reynolds is huge for us going forward. Like he infinitely makes us a better side going into next year. Um, Kate Well also, even Ryan James signing on with the club is a huge like uh, just a couple of veterans to leave. Like and Ryan James, like he may not be a world beater, but he's been around the traps long enough to be a part of successful teams. He's um, a very petro petro mold player. 
he very very much is and like i've like i've heard in different group chats that i'm in with the broncos like training the house down fit as a fiddle like he's actually leading the pack which is like un like a veteran leading young fellas it's hmm. good it's good at this time of the year before they go into their christmas break um reynolds has also come back three weeks early like we mentioned it's good to see captain Oh, he's definitely captain in my eyes. Like I, I think you'd put Payne at vice captain definitely, but I'd have Reynolds like leading him around definitely with the C yeah. on his chest. Um, yeah, a couple of lows. Obviously, losing Origin convincingly to New South Wales in the first two games sucked. Did not enjoy that. Yeah, but number three when we had a full strength team was quite promising, enjoyable to watch. I, I don't. I still don't think this year was our full. Like we had, didn't have real much of a full strength. No, so I don't think we played full strength at all. No. Um, other lows. Yeah, the Indian Test at the Gabba. Like I paid two dollars to go in as a gold coin donation on that day five, and I sat in the sun and got absolutely burnt to the shit house to watch us lose the first for the first time since the eighties. Like yeah, I, I, I enjoyed the day to be honest, but God, it was just a gut wrenching feeling leaving the Gabba at the end of that day. Cricket is one of the most cruelest mistresses in the world. It is very much so, but like I, I, I was still pretty pumped to go to the Test match considering where we were in the world. Um, yeah. Other than that, like oh, like sport was was going back to uh, live sport. Live sport was good. Yeah, you went to a couple of games. I got my I got membership for last in. year. Yeah, I got my membership back, which was nice. So that was good to go every so often. Um, I can't really complain. Like, all my teams somewhat were successful. Like, the Giants in the baseball were the number one seed in the MLB to get fucking smoked in this year's playoffs. Lions did well again, but obviously fell over the last hurdle against the Bulldogs. Um yeah, Broncos are on the on the on the upswing, definitely. Yeah, I don't know. It's just, been a bit of a uh, yeah, because nothing really happened. It got it was a false start. I like to think this year was a bit of a false start for me. Yeah, well, obviously we got through the first wave or second wave or third wave of the pandemic, and then we thought we were in the clear, and then we got absolutely fucking smoked again mid year. Yeah. So, like, and now Omicron's knocking on the door. No, nothing's going to happen there. It's fine. Um, the s- the smooth South, um, South African cough. Please. <laughs> uh, we're fucked. Yeah, we're running out here. It's been a long year. It has long- been. I think going forward, like obviously a few personal things on the horizon. We won't get dive into them tonight, but next year we may stay. We will be we'll be back definitely. We just got to figure out the format. We may look at things outside the box. We may go to voicemails. Something yeah. I, I I gave to you earlier. I think last time we talked. Yeah, if people want to call in and quiz me or yeah. quiz us. Mainly just abuse me if I have a betting tips. Like I I wouldn't mind that because <laughs> might actually pull be pull our finger out of our ass and start actually researching their um, betting more than just going off guts yeah well that that too i think with our formatting next year i think we'll definitely go a little bit harder into our nrl betting um set it up a bit better yeah i think we can definitely do it a lot better might try to play off some podcasts we know if they want to jump in on yeah definitely well we can definitely have we can definitely see if sparky's into that mix too so but either way it's been a hell of a year we'll finish up tonight um thanks again to everybody that has listened in over the last year and a bit 
uh, we do appreciate. There's not many of you, but we do appreciate the listens. Um, yeah, not much else other than wish you guys a Merry Christmas, Happy New Year. We'll be definitely back probably later in the year, uh, later at the start of the year, probably around late January once we get all sorted. Like I know you're traveling. Um, I'll probably be traveling by that stage, so we'll see what happens. Yeah. Very um, good. Here's Phil prediction first test, minus Lyle Shane, top run scorer, Paddy Cummins, four plus wickets, first innings. I'm going to go. Hazelwood most wickets in the first test. Ooh. However, if Stark doesn't get picked and Jai Richards is there, I'm going to go the Smokey and Jai Richardson most wickets also as a bit of a like a no, three I'm going thre- first, first wicket first innings most wickets first innings most wickets. Well, it's either going to be Hoff or Richardson for most wickets in the test. I feel yeah. most runs got to be Smudge. I love him. No, I'm going minus. If that meant batshit crazy. He really is. He's got he's got problems. He really does. If someone doesn't knock him out in the dressing room, I'd be surprised. Man, the man just loves cricket. Oh, he's yeah. <laughs> I can't even say it because we like cancelled for it. Yeah, we, like and we'd like to come back next year, so we might just pull it up there. Um, any final words, mate? Have fun, guys. Have enjoy Christmas, um, Hanukkah, Kwanzaa. <laughs> um, non-denominational holiday yeah, just have fun and be safe see you next year thanks again guys we'll talk to you next year <laughs>